This is a News Laundry podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sessions with Sena, a podcast where we discuss our Anil Sena stories and answer questions by Sena members. I am Chitranshu, and I have with me today Hamida. Hi, Hamida. Hi. Hamida recently completed our Anil Sena story on the Central Vista project. Uh, yeah. Before I come to the story, for those of you who may, who may not know. NL Sena is an initiative to crowdfund long-form comprehensive reports. The story we are discussing today is titled Central Vista, Why Modi's New New Delhi Isn't a Shining City. You can read the full story on newslaundry.com. There's also a 14-minute video on YouTube where you can find Hamida speaking to various domain experts that she spoke to while working on the story. Yeah. Uh, more than 50 readers contributed to this NLC in a story. So on the podcast today, we'll have Hamida answer some of the questions sent by them. So Hamida, let's dive yeah. into this. Uh, can you give our listeners an idea of the story and uh, what it aimed to do? Yeah. Uh, so in September last year, um, the CPWD, which is the Central Public Works Department, released a tender uh, focusing on the development and redevelopment of Central Vista, which is a stretch between Rajpath, from Rajpath to India Gate. And it contains a lot of historical buildings. The problem was that when they were talking about development and redevelopment of Central Vista, they had done so without talking about it to experts uh, and to various committees who did overlook the development and redevelopment. And it came as a shock for a lot of experts and for the, uh, the public domain because uh, basically they didn't know that such a thing was going to happen. So um, the main idea of this whole uh, SENA uh, project was to look into um, the aspect of the development and redevelopment of Central Vista and try to find out why it was going about in such a hasty manner and whether it was needed at all. So I spoke to a few experts uh, from various fields, like the fields of architecture, uh, from law, activists. And I also spoke to government officials. I spoke to the firm who had won the tender bid. um, And I got a comprehensive report on the same. So it's basically diving into what the problems surrounding the whole redevelopment project are and how the government uh, is fast-tracking the project, even though a lot of, um, uh, in a way, like how, even though the public domain or the public is against it, essentially, including experts. Correct, correct. Uh, So, Hamida, before I take up the question sent by subscribers, I had a question. Yeah. Uh, So, like many of us who grew up in Delhi or came to Delhi for college, I I came to Delhi for my college education. Uh, You didn't grow up in Delhi. You had very little idea of the monuments in Delhi. Like essentially when you went to the Central Vista for the first time, you saw these monuments of these buildings for the very first time. So was that a hindrance? Did it sort of work as an obstacle when you were thinking or approaching the story or when you were actually in the Central Vista or was it like a blessing in disguise because you could look at these monuments and these buildings a lot more objectively? Yeah, so um, I wanted to correct you there. Uh, I haven't been to Central Vista the first time. Like I'd come to college uh, and we had gone to the India Gate and we'd gone to the Rashtrapati Bhavan and we had just taken a very superficial tour, like how tourists take. You know, you just like look at it from afar. You look at a few museums from afar and you're like, oh, that seems nice. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I started working on the Central Vista, I had to physically go 
to the place and try to map out all the changes that were going to happen due to the redevelopment project. So it made me, um, actually, it, um, it forced me to build a connection with the buildings in Delhi, essentially in a place uh, which I didn't have a connection with. Um, so usually when I would speak to activists, when I would speak to experts, the underlying tone of their argument was that this has such an emotional connection with us. We've grew up there. We've grown up there. Uh, we've had ice creams at 12 in the night and we've gone there for Sunday picnics. I didn't understand that. But looking at Central Vista through their lens, I realized that there was more to buildings because of how uh, people attributed meanings to them. So it forced me to take an inward look uh, into how I looked at historical places, especially Latians Delhi, and then um, understand why the redevelopment project uh, was a mistaken step. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one thing that, um, which I found very interesting while doing the project. Okay. Yeah. So Dheeraj, who's a subscriber with us and stays yeah. in UK, uh, this is his question. Um, a large chunk of this story was done uh, post uh, post the COVID breakout in Delhi. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. So, so, so how did that work out? Did it make it more difficult for you to sort of speak to the experts and be on the ground? How, how, how did that pose a challenge to doing the story? Well, in terms of contacting the government officials, it did pose um, a problem, a significant problem because... Um, one thing that we as reporters are told that it's better if you're there talking to officials rather than calling them up and asking for a quote because half of the time uh, you don't your calls aren't answered and if they're answered uh, you're told to um, call back like an hour later because someone is in a meeting or someone is busy so mm-hmm. that posed quite a problem apart from that um, it wasn't i thought it would be a significant um, hurdle, especially when I was doing such an important project, which more than 50 of our readers have contributed to. Uh, but when I spoke with experts, they were very forthcoming. Uh, they sent a lot of material uh, and they tried to give me a very basic and uh, yet comprehensive understanding of what was actually going on. So when I spoke with the petitioner, one of the petitioners, Rajiv Suri, uh, and he gave me a, a in-depth look of how, like over the phone, we spoke for about 40 minutes. But over the phone, he gave me a step-by-step uh, interaction with the Delhi High Court and later on with the Supreme Court. So even though there was this divide, um, the good news was that it was being uh, bridged virtually. That was a good thing. Essentially, it was a problem because one of the most important things in this project is that it is so visually uh, important to map all the developments that are happening. Yeah. So. There had to be a point where you, I had to be like, oh, I, I wish I could have gone to the Central Vista right now and just sit there and just try to understand which part of the public spaces are going to be taken over and which part of the public spaces are going to be barricaded and what all is going to be demolished. How is that going to feel? Uh, we had also, like, along with Aditya, we mm-hmm. had earlier... Um, thought that we would do a vox pop kind of uh, question answer scenario with people. Sorry, Aditya is the producer who worked with you on the video. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Aditya Varier. So uh, we had earlier like toyed with the idea that, oh, you know, if we get time and I hope we get time, we'll be able to, uh, we can talk to the people who lounge out in Central Vista on Sunday and try to get a whole feel, like a people feel of what actually 
um, the undercurrent regarding the redevelopment project is. But we weren't able to do that because soon after we started working uh, on the video, uh, the government announced that there would be a 21-day lockdown. So um, that did pose a considerable challenge. But um, the fact that digitally I was able to reconstruct most of what was happening uh, was a huge relief. Uh, very interestingly, you talked about your experience with uh, interacting with government officials and sort of getting their side of the story. So how, yeah. tell, us, tell us a bit, how was that experience? Uh, were, they, were they more receptive? Were they willing to help you out or give you like what yeah. they thought the project was about? Yeah. So um, I don't know how many, like I've, I contacted like, I think more than like 30, 40 officials. But most of the answers I would get were either that they're not authorized to talk about this or that um, they're not related to this project in any other way or that they would um, refer me to some other person. And then it would become sort of like a rat chase that you would have to like talk to this person and the other person would be like, no, talk to that person. And when I would talk to that person, they'd be like, oh, you know, we're not really related to the project at all. Uh, but what struck me the most was when I did find the right person after a lot of digging and they would be like, oh, we can't talk about this. Um, and that was quite um, surprising for me because it was like, he, this is a project which is going to impact the public. And for that, the public needs to know what all is going to happen. But there's so much opacity and secrecy surrounding the project that I couldn't actually get through. So at every point, I felt like there was a wall in front of me, which I had to keep breaking through. Uh, yeah. The point where I found a little... Um, Relief was when I spoke to the winning firm, HCP Management, um, with one of their officials. And they gave me uh, a somewhat clear idea of what they were going to do with the project. This and is also, the, sorry, this is the firm that has gotten the, uh, the tender to sort of redevelop yeah. the entire Vista, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. So when I spoke with them, they gave me a clear idea. They sent me visuals. And uh, what helped more was when I took that information and reconstructed it while talking to experts. So when I told experts, when I asked experts about their understanding, so they were able to build up on that. They were like, okay, this is very vague, but this actually means this, this, this. Hmm. So if they're talking about the North and South block, they actually mean they're going to turn it into museums and then that's going to happen and this is going to happen. So even though there was a considerable um, uh, problem in the fact that I wasn't able to actually get a proper response from the government. Um, I think it gave me an insightful look onto how, uh, you know, at some point you realize that if you can't find the truth from official sources, you have to like try to gather it yourself yeah. with whatever bits and pieces that you can. And that was quite empowering. Correct. Okay, so the next question is from Rupa Banerjee. Yeah. She's asked, what will be the aftermath of the project? How do you think the government will respond? And what are the key measures that will or should be taken by the government or other civil organizations? Yeah, so the aftermath has already happened. The Supreme Court three days back, um, while responding to Rajiv Suri's and Lieutenant Colonel Anuj Srivastav's uh, joint petition said, uh, that they were not, they didn't uh, pass a stay order on the construction of the Central Vista, and uh, they basically talked about how this construction would not affect 
the public discourse in any manner. So um, that was more or less um, what I feel personally was um, what you would say, like I understood to some extent that that was what was going to happen because in the, because especially in the lockdown, there've been a lot of times when the government has and the ministries have gone ahead with certain projects without public participation or without a proper public consultation. So when uh, this particular order took place, that is when I realized that yeah, the construction is going to keep happening. Uh, what can happen now is that uh, even though there is a lockdown, what I feel is that there should be some resistance towards the whole uh, project, the reconstruction, uh, reconstruction, sorry, I mean redevelopment, the redevelopment that is uh, going to happen. In some cases, the civil society and the experts had have come together and they continuously try uh, to talk about it and they try to bring about a change in the discourse. But I feel that it is still largely um, unheard of by the public. Because when I talk about the Central Vista sometimes to a few of my well-wishers and to a few of the people I know, mm. uh, they still don't know what exactly is happening. And the only mm. moment that they remotely know about it is when um, in the news, uh, they were uh, like a few opposition leaders were talking about the 20,000 crore Central Vista project and why it needed to be scrapped so that the 20,000 crores could be used uh, for the coronavirus pandemic. That's the only thing they know about it. They don't yeah. know what the development is going to entail. They don't know what all buildings are going to be demolished. Um, and another factor which I found very interesting was that um, when we talk about the development and redevelopment project and when I've talked about it with people who are not directly associated with it, they seem to skim over the cultural and emotional aspect of it. Like it doesn't seem important to them. Like they're Correct. like, oh, you know, Achha, wo hone wala, ah, but you know, construction is important, redevelopment is important. And I'm like, yes, but at the same time, isn't it important to understand why you're so emotionally um, attached to a monument. Like, is that a bad thing? The yes. fact that we consider this a very um, minuscule uh, Im like impact is something which bothers me. Essentially, they look at it in isolation just as a building. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, oh, it's just a building, you know, like what's the big deal? But um, if I could give a very simple example, it would be like, for example, if you're going to leave your home for a few days, and you're going to stay at a friend's house. You do get that feeling. Oh, I wish I was home. I wish I could just go and open my fridge whenever I wanted. And I wish I could talk to mom. And I wish I could sit there on that couch and watch TV. You're still yeah. attached to it. Like whether you like it or not, you get attached to material things, material possessions. And mm -hmm. that's not a bad thing. So, yeah. Uh, next question that Rupa has asked, is it known which government offices will be relocated to Central Vista after the project? Where are these offices currently located? And what will happen to the buildings from which the offices will be relocated? Now, before you answer this, Amita, tell me, the firm that has gotten the contract, they recently released new visuals also, right? I, uh, I remember seeing it somewhere. Like, like uh, before the Supreme Court... Uh, uh, the decision there were like from what i remember there were new visuals that the company had put out i haven't seen those um i've only seen the ones which um, are in my report okay. i was i did read the um, interview that mr bimal patel who is the head architect had given mm -hmm. uh, while he was talking about the central research project he had done it recently i think a day after my report came out on may 23rd 
बट अपार्ट फ्रॉम दैट आई हैव बिन गॉट चांस टू लुक एट द विजुअल्स Okay. Okay. So, listeners, just so you can also map this visually, and Hamida, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Central Vista is essentially the stretch of area from the Rashtrapati Bhavan yeah. till India Gate. Yeah. So, when we say redevelopment of Central Vista, it essentially involves uh, re-looking and redeveloping a lot of buildings that come between this stretch of road. Yeah. And it includes yeah. Rashtrapati Bhavan. It includes. No, it uh, it includes no. the parliament building. It yeah. includes the prime minister's house and so on and so forth. So, yeah. so just so if you want to map it visually, uh, yeah. but, but go ahead answer the answer Rupa's question. Like, uh, is it uh, known yeah. which government offices will be lo- relocated to the central? Uh, uh, so up till my understanding of the research that I've done and uh, to the extent that I've talked to experts and whatever information that they've given me, the understanding is that whatever ministries that had been outside. of the central secretariat and the central vista stretch would all be brought in one place but it wasn't clear what would happen to those buildings later on the buildings that had earlier housed these ministries uh, as such there's a lot of um, as i said ambiguity regarding the whole project and i'm not sure if they've uh, given new information regarding it because mm. i haven't been that up to date uh with the project but what i feel uh, what according to my research uh, up till where whatever time i've done is that um they uh, believe in bringing all the ministries in one place uh, but they still haven't specified uh, what they are going to do with the previous buildings there's going to be a few demolitions that are going to take place though so uh, there has been a lot of talk about that which mm-hmm. again the supreme court had said in their order that uh, they were not going to stay the construction if there was going to be any correct correct okay yeah. so uh, from what i know and i have uh, what i have read uh, there has been very little public consultation that that was done for this project yeah. you spoke to a lot of act- activists and experts yeah what do they think like why was there such little public consultation and is it unprecedented or like has there been projects in the past also that have sort of gone through with like little public consultation um so when i spoke to the architects um they often mentioned the indira gandhi construction project in which they talked about basically how uh, the public had been consulted and how um, it had happened over a period of time and it had been judged internationally um as a design competition on the grounds that it was supposed to be judged on like, basically according to international standards uh but when it came to the central vista project one of the things which uh, they were continuously shocked by was how uh there was no public consultation and they mapped that out by um uh, basically talking about the dda hearing which happened on 6th and 7th february and uh, mm-hmm. one of the things that they first pointed out was that the dda hearing notice was supposed to give be given a month earlier so that people could adjust to their time tables accordingly and get some time out so that they could come to the hearing and talk about whatever suggestions or objections they had but the dda public notice was given 3 days prior so a lot of people a lot of experts who were against the project were not able to show up that was one thing another um thing that they focused on was how uh, during the public hearing they organized it uh, in groups 
So there were like 20 to 30 groups filled with experts and activists and retired civil army um, or civil society officers who wanted to speak about the project. But because there were so many people and they were um, broken in large groups, essentially they only had two minutes to speak. So even if they did come, even if they did get a chance, they weren't able to focus or talk extensively about what was bothering them regarding the project. And finally, the fact that their suggestions or objections were neither given a confirmatory reply or an answer was what bothered them the most. So when I spoke to uh, Mr. Narayan Murthy, who is a private architect based in New Delhi, who is part of Lokpath, which is a collective that is raising awareness about this and the environmental uh, clearance that has been going on by the government. Uh, He spoke about how during his time while he was trying to speak uh, to the government, the DDA was very dismissive. Uh, Not sorry, not the government, the DDA. In the public hearing, the DDA was very dismissive. DDA is Delhi Development Authority. Yeah. 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 So the Delhi Development Authority was very dismissive about uh, his, like his and the other experts' suggestions and objections, and they did not. They merely recorded it, and they then they did not talk about whether uh, that objection was something that they would take into consideration or not. So they were. So the experts were neither given a reply nor were they given any sort of comfort, knowing that their suggestion had been taken in and considered, and then. Immediately on 11th February, the DDA submitted um, a, um, a notice, I believe, to the Delhi High Court saying that they had taken in all the suggestions and objections, which were 1,292. So in a few days, they had taken all these objections and suggestions, they had incorporated it, and they had come up with the revised plan, which then Rajiv Suri, the petitioner, and Lieutenant uh, Colonel Anul Srivastava went against in the High Court. Hmm. So, so clearly, whatever little consultation or outreach was done, it was purely yeah. done for optics. Yeah, and, and uh, one more thing, um, when the lockdown happened, the process immediately fast-tracked. So, the lockdown took place on March 23rd, and then yes. you see that um, on April 13th, um, there's an 18% rise in the cost of the new parliament. So there's a new parliament that's going to be built that's right beside the old parliament. And earlier it was pegged at 776 crores, I believe. And then it saw an 18% rise uh, with a very vague explanation by the CPWD. And the 18% rise led it up to being rupees 922 crores. Correct. You, in your story, you have also sort of put together an infographic as to what all... 20,000 crore, which is the budget of the Central Vista project could get us, right? And that includes, I think, 20,000 crore was also the figure that Kerala state has put together against their COVID-19 battle. Yeah. And like for 20,000 crore, you can can have like 15 uh, aims, you can have like lakhs and lakhs of ICU beds. So clearly even... Like even if you look at it purely in terms of priority during a pandemic, it doesn't vote that well. Yeah. And uh, this infographic, um, I, I was helped by one of the experts at Lokpat. So mm-hmm. um, it was um, on the Facebook page, they had mentioned such infographics. So I thought it was a good idea. I'd spoken to my editor about it and mm-hmm. uh, a few other well-wishers. And I thought it was a good idea that, you know, we would come up with the infographic. 
and we'd be able to give a good idea of what was exactly happening because i like initially it's just numbers like 20000 crores how will you interpret that that's more important yeah uh, i was guided on that a lot yeah you mentioned uh, there was in uh, in like w- was there any uh, environment impact assessment was there any sustainability assessment that was sort of done or conducted before this was run through again no that was another surprising uh, and shocking thing for the experts as well while they were mapping the whole um, project that was happening at such a large scale and especially when the recommendation came by the from the environment ministry i think on april 22nd or 23rd um, that the recommendation came from the environment ministry that um, the cpwd could go ahead with the uh, project with the a new parliament with the construction of the new parliament so that was done without any um proper procedure which leads to an environmental clearance so an environmental clearance again requires public consultation that is one of its most important aspects mm-hmm. and the a public consultation was not uh, organized in any way regarding whether the project was deemed environmentally appropriate to take place okay Uh, yeah. then this next question is also from rupa banerjee yeah. uh, have you been able to talk to the people who are f- frequently visiting the open spaces at central vista as a yeah. recreational area uh yeah so i spoke to one uh, filmmaker pavan who uh, often shoots there like before the pandemic he would often shoot uh, near india gate and uh, i also spoke to a few students who would uh, frequently go to central vista uh, because it's a area which is free uh, and it has a lot of public access and it's a generally a very scenic area so i did get in touch with a few of these students and with pavan and all of them were quite shocked uh, when i gave them the whole detail regarding the central vista project and they told them and again they brought out the emotional aspect and they were talking about how this creates a deep divide between the government and the students because mm-hmm. it creates a sort of disconnect into what you think are historical political monuments but the fact that they're going to be demolished means that the the trace of history is uh, going to leave us so that made them feel quite uh, disheartened okay uh, so hamida one of the defense or one of the arguments that has been used to sort of make a case for redeveloping the entire central vista is the fact that most of these buildings or structures are quite old and uh, they are not in good shape plus the fact that our our need from these structures and these buildings has also improved so as someone who has worked and researched on this subject do you, how credible do you think that that line of argument is and do you think that the only way to sort of meet the demands that we have right now from these structures was to sort of make new buildings by demolishing the older ones the older ones like i'm 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 trying to understand like in terms of our need and in terms of the state of these yeah. structures do we actually need new buildings by demolishing the older ones yeah so this was one thing that often came up when i was talking to experts and i was telling them that what if um, the monuments actually do need renovation and what if it's better if they're demolished and uh, they very um, simply made me understand that the whole point of the project should if 
uh, it is to redevelop should be then on retrofitting on retrofitting and refurbishment so when they spoke about retrofitting they were speaking about how new facilities state of the art facilities can be retrofitted in these older buildings which has been done many times before uh, and then they were talking about how if uh, through different studies that have been done on these monuments and through studies that uh, lokpat themselves have done they've come to the conclusion that the central vista stretch which includes these monuments these historical places need minimum um, renovation in a sense and mm. large scale demolition is not really required which i found quite interesting because they put a lot of importance on the cultural aspect of it they put importance on the historical conservationist aspect of how it's important that a heritage should be conserved but at the same time it should be maintained well a very good example can be bikaner house so if you actually i i don't know if any of you have been there no uh, i've been there in fact uh, our first media rumble which is our annual media forum yeah. happened at bikaner house I've been there. Yeah. So as you can probably know, Bikaner House has been quite retrofitted nicely. So earlier, um, you know, you could see, like, you could see how the old structures have been fused with new facilities, new technology. So you'll see, like, an AC, and then you'll see how the room has been well ventilated. The windows have been kept in place. There has been little to no demolition, and most of the um, heritage has been conserved that is quite delightful to see because then you can see that how you know modern technology is being infused with old architecture so there's not really a need of demolition in that sense yes they do agree that retrofitting retrofitting is important renovation is important in these buildings but not to the scale that the government suggests correct uh, tell me what were some of the biggest challenges amida while working yeah. on the story i know like getting a response from the government and bureaucrats or yeah. part of them but go yeah. ahead uh so that was obviously one of the bigger obstacles uh, another obstacle was so when you're working on a long form story such as like which is a, you know an nl sena project which requires time you often fall into the trap of becoming stagnant with the story so earlier you would be quite um you know uh, absorbed with the storyline with the plot and you try and understand the narrative from different perspectives but the more you start working on it after a point it um, becomes stagnant for you so then you stop focusing on the little details and you kind of skim over it because mm. your brain feels saturated by it so i remember like i started working on this i first spoke with the petitioner on february 12th which was a day after he had um submitted his petition uh, uh, in the high court and the story was submitted on may 22nd so during that time there were a lot of times where i was completely frustrated with the report and i felt that there was nothing more i could get out of the continuous research and the uh, manner in which i kept talking to the experts it also gets um like a redundant after a while so that was something i had to struggle with a lot um because as a reporter you know you're bringing out facts you are responsible for those facts you're responsible for what you bring out you know it has your name so in a way that is something that pushed me continuously to keep revisiting the basics keep revisiting the timeline try to get a more um 
important sense of it. Another thing which was uh, quite challenging was after the lockdown, the fact that there wasn't a lot of investigation I could do except through policies. So I had to read um, the DDA Act. Um, I had to read the Master Plan Delhi. And, you know, you have to go through these exhaustive documents just so you can find, uh, you know, a clause which can help you build your case in the report and which can corroborate a lot of claims that people have given you. So if I'm talking to an expert and if an expert is like, okay, this is what they're going to do, I have to corroborate that. So I have to go to the official, I have to speak to them. If they can't corroborate it, then essentially it's still a claim. So that is something which um, as a reporter, I feel that you have to be very strict about the fact that, okay, if this is a long form piece and it has these, these many quotes, are all of those quotes facts? If not, can they be corroborated by an official source? If they can't be corroborated, what's the best way that I can show that, okay, it's not just an entirely uh, accusation. There is some truth to it Mm -hmm. like that. Okay. Uh, how long did you spend uh, on the story? How long were you on it, Pramida? Um, so, I guess uh, I started in mid- mid-February and uh, I finished it on May 21st. So, um, I guess like two, three months. Oh, so easy. Yeah, two, three months. Okay. I, I yeah. think that's why it was an NL Sena story also. Because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, listeners, that's all the questions we had for now. As Hamida shared, it took her more than two and a half months to complete the story. And that is, in fact, the very idea behind NL Sena. We take up stories and subjects that we know would take months. uh, And it requires that kind of investment from the reporter, from the editor, from our production team to actually put together the story and then make it live so that it can not only add value to what you're reading, but it also makes you more informed while you're reading the story. Uh, Please do check out the story. Uh, It's on newslaundry.com. The story I repeat is titled Central Vista, why Modi's new New Delhi isn't a shining city. Uh, There's also a video where Hamida has spoken to uh, various experts, activists. Uh, It also has a sort of purview of the story. You can find the video on YouTube. Uh, Before I sign off, a last appeal for you. The coronavirus pandemic has shown us how precarious the media model is that runs on ads from governments or corporations and how essential it is for media to be powered by readers and viewers in order to be free and independent. So if you like Hamida's story, please do go to www.newslaundry.com slash subscription and do purchase a subscription. Our cheapest subscription starts from rupees 300 rupees. It will go a long way in supporting and powering reports and stories by reporters like Hamida. So if you can, do go on to our website and contribute. Thank you for listening to us and do send in any other questions that you may have on contact at newsroundry.com. Thank you, um, whoever has read my report uh, and seen my video, thank you. And please do spread the word regarding the Central Vista project uh, because there are a lot of experts who are um, waiting for people like you to keep the discussion alive so that we can remain informed and uh, responsible citizens who can understand whatever projects that are happening and then try to have a good discourse about it. That's the whole point of this report.
okay guys that's all from us uh, see you next time until then pay to keep news free all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel